Hello, my field daisies. It's been a really, really long time since I've recorded. And honestly, I'm not sorry about it. Um, The reason why it's been such a long time is a while back, I did this meditation course on prioritization. And on one of the meditation days, it posed a question of, if today was your last day, and not necessarily in a morbid way, but if today was your last day, what are the things that you would prioritize? And honestly, this podcast was kind of low on the list. Uh, Instead, I really, really wanted to focus on self-care and my well-being, so I decided to focus my time on exercising and developing a healthy sleep routine and eating better and taking courses that interest me. So, that's what I've been doing with my time. Uh, And now that I have sort of a healthy routine established, I wanted to come back and incorporate this podcast into my life. And today's life lesson is about that. I want to pose the question to you now. If today was your last day, what are the things that you would prioritize? Um, So yeah. Today's podcast episode is extremely exciting because I have Celie Thompson again back on the podcast. We decided to do a little bit of a remote podcast. Um, She recorded at her house, I recorded at mine, and it's a really, really fun episode about language and um, what we've been doing during this coronavirus time. So yeah, without further ado, let's roll the intro music. daisies um i haven't recorded in a while it's been like a month but i will say that this is going to be an exciting episode because i have Celie thompson back on the podcast say hi Celie. hi hello <laughs> so this audio might sound a little bit different because we're actually recording over um over zencaster so we're, we're not recording together on the same mic we're recording remotely Uh, because of all the stuff that's been happening with the coronavirus and the pandemic that is um, currently in session. (laughs) I don't know how to say that, but yeah. The the situation. We all know what the situation is. So It's funny. funny, Like someone's going to listen to this 10 years later or like 20 years later if this thing is still up and they're like, and they're going to be like, what, what, what are they talking about? (laughs) We're actually like recording history right now. I know. Isn't it crazy? Like, I think, I think to like when we're going to, seven years old or 60 years old and our grandkids are gonna be like so what was it like living through the coronavirus pretty boring like (laughs) (laughs) I mean honestly I feel like like 10 years from now I'll look back on this and it probably I mean I'll remember it I think but I don't think I'll like I don't think it'll be as significant as we all think it's going to be like in our memories and in our like how we I don't know Maybe, maybe I'm being cynical, but really, I think almost like the opposite. I almost feel like I try to be optimistic about it. I I almost want to say this is sort of a, in a really, really twisted way, kind of a wake up call for everyone. You know, this is something that every country, everyone is dealing with. And I'm just, I can only hope that after the situation is over, we become sort of more of a global society. We want to help each other more. And, um, yeah, it makes more of caring, which I, I that's that's just my hope of it that it will 
I think I personally think this is going to drastically change the way that we do business, the way we interact with others for the long haul. But that's just me. I think it's definitely going to change a lot of things. I just meant like, I just think like when I'm looking at my personal memories, like, like how I remember spending my time in this, I don't think it's going to, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be this huge like impact. It's not going to be this huge like memory of like, oh, I, I was at home for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Culturally and societally, it'll like, I mean, I do think it'll have bigger impacts, of course. Yeah. No, that's actually really interesting because I, 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 okay, now that you put it that way, I do agree with you in that sort of sense because I think a lot of people, at least at least myself, I'll, I'll talk about myself. Right now, this seems like such a significant thing, right? Like I was supposed to be in, I was supposed to be in Europe right now. I was supposed to go to Houston for my internship. And like, it's like all these things that are supposed to happen. It just feels like everything is so intense, right? But like you said, when you look at it a couple of years later, it's just sort of, you know, it is what it is. Like we just stayed inside for a couple months. I think, yeah, I mean, you know, right now, like the day, the days already just run together. Like time is, time is very weird right now. And so like, I don't know, man, I feel like a year from now, I feel like I'll just kind of be like, damn, remember that time I just had to stay home for a long time. Like, I don't think, I think like, I think if, for example, if you read a history book or something like that, it's going to, like, there's going to be very clear historical events, but we didn't really like, I mean, we watched, we watched it from our screens, you know, like I wasn't like there at the, like, I haven't actually seen a protest in person or like anything. I've just, I've seen some people be assholes, but like, whatever, you know, (laughs) like what, can't really do anything about like I've been scared at times but I don't know like all the historical stuff about it I think like I said we're all kind of viewing from afar yeah I think that's a really good point because I feel I feel like this is affecting a lot of people differently like for example like nurses they don't feel the same way that we do they're they're probably they're probably so stressed and busy yeah they'll remember Mm, oh yeah (laughs) Uh, I I want to just go ahead and say thank you to all the doctors and nurses Absolutely. and all the essential workers. Um, I yeah, very very thankful. <laughs> I mean, you guys are keeping it going, you know. Like while I sit at home and just try to like avoid people, like y'all are getting in the middle of it to like make our lives more convenient and to keep us safe. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, I do want to ask you, because I feel like a lot of people are in our boat, right? There are a lot of people that literally are, are, it's so, it's so weird. Our civil duty is literally just to stay home. Like it literally is. And it's like, I think a lot of people struggle with it. Be a patriot, um, stay home. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but not, not to like trivialize, trivialize um, people's feelings about staying at home. I know it can make people really stir crazy. I just wanted to ask kind of, what are you doing? What are you doing this time? Just to catch up, what are you doing? You know, I am fortunate enough that my job was able to move online and become fully remote. Um, So I'm actually still working full time. So I mean, it's weird. Like my routines have changed, but actually like I haven't had as much downtime and as much free time as I thought I would or, you know, because I am, I'm just working all the time. I mean, I'm on... I'm on a break this week because I'm a, I'm a teacher. So, you know, we get breaks between semesters, but yeah, it's weird. I'm at home all the time, work, exercise, like every, 
every aspect of my life has just moved to my house. Yeah. Yeah. And how many, how many Zoom meetings are you having a day? Oh my God. Well, I teach all my classes on Zoom. So I teach about, I mean, I teach several hours a day. So I'm just on Zoom constant. Like I'm, I spend most of my day on Zoom. <laughs> like I'm having back problems from just sitting all the time. <laughs> That's so crazy. I mean, I have had more time, obviously, because I'm not commuting and stuff like that. But uh, and on the weekends and stuff, like I'm, I'm just at home instead of going out, instead of doing other things. So I am doing little self care things to, you know, get through it. But yeah, like I'm working. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so right now I, I, I finished school, like, um, like, I guess like last week I finished my final project last week. And so now I have sort of this two week window before I start my internship with HP. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've just kind of been chilling, like maybe a little, I, and this is, we, we talk about this all the time, but like, I am, I have such trouble like waking up especially if like there's not something I really, really need to do. And lately I've been, I've been a lot better about it than, um, no, than in the past. But I will say this week has been kind of difficult because like, there's really nothing I have to do, but I don't want to necessarily get into this habit, um, uh, especially before my internship starts. But yeah, I've, I, just in terms of this past week, I have been meditating every day since uh, we've been in lockdown. And I, and so Headspace keeps track of your streaks. And I'm literally like 54 days in, over 50 days in of meditating. And that's how long, that's how I keep track of how long I've been inside. Um, isn't, that, isn't that insane? Like we've been inside for over 50 days. Um, but I will say I've been developing a lot of healthier habits now that I'm in coronavirus time. Um, it sounds so weird. Like, um, like this is such a tragic time that we're going through, but at least for me, like I've been literally doing like a bar workout every, every day and walking over an hour every day. Like I said, I've been meditating every day. I've been, um, establishing a sleep routine or, you know, really, really actively working to establishing a sleep routine. Um, I've been taking this really cool uh, class on um, the science of well-being. So just um, basically things that make us happy that we don't necessarily think about and they back it all by research, right? So you think that you're going to be, um, you know, a perfect body or oh, money or just awesome things like a car or a big house are going to make you happy. But in actuality, based on the research, it doesn't make you as happy as you think. So that's kind of like the course, but like, yeah, so it's, it's done by Yale and they actually made it free um, during the coronavirus. They want people to learn things. And there's actually like a whole list of free classes from a lot of Ivy league schools that you can take. And so I decided to take this one and it's really, really interesting. Oh, another thing I really want to start. Um, and I am going to start uh, take like learning Chinese again. Oh, you should. Yeah. Cause like, like what else am I going to do at this time? This is like the time to set a habit to like set time every morning just to learn a little bit because I've told you, I've told you this before and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but um, I'm Chinese. (laughs) 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 And my parents are from, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who's listening. It was just funny how you said that. (laughs) Just in case y'all, just an announcement for everyone. (laughs) Well, if anyone's wondering, I am super white. So <laughs> now that now that y'all can yeah. visualize us. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but um, but yeah. So my my parents are. I'm. I was born in America. My parents are from China. And when I was younger, I um apparently I knew us. I knew how to speak Chinese first. But then my parents were so worried I wasn't going to learn English. They took me to English speaking schools. Forgot Chinese. Then they reverted back and I did Chinese school every Sunday but me and my brother hated it so much they just eventually stopped making us do it <laughs> and, and and now I, I regret it so much like I it's you know I think it's it's really good for people to learn multiple languages I feel I feel like that it makes you a more I don't know I, I don't, I don't want to say cultured person but it just makes I feel like you're just more aware of other cultures when you learn someone else's language, right? So yeah, learning a second language, uh, it literally changes the chemical makeup of your brain. Uh, I can't talk, sorry. Uh, it literally changes the chemical makeup of your brain and it changes like how your brain makes connections. There's actually a super cool like TED-Ed video about the benefits of a bilingual brain. It's only like, I think it's like five minutes. You should totally watch it. It's a great video on YouTube or TEDEd.com. You should send it to me. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, it's I mean, like it change. it literally just changes the way your brain works. And there's a ton of benefits. So definitely do it. And also, I'm just sorry, I'm on my, my ESL teacher pedestal. I also I studied like linguistics and stuff too. And my, of course, my bachelor's degree was in German. So like, how people learn like language acquisition and stuff like that is like, super I'm, I'm such a nerd about it but if you guys do want to learn a language just remember it's super fluid um you know you can learn like i used to be almost fluent in german but now i don't use it there's a, a some research says you need to like use a language i think 20 hours a week to maintain it if it's your second language we we can't all commit 20 hours a week so do what you can the more you use it of course the more you're going to learn it um but you can you can lose it if you don't keep it up. So it's very fluid, just like, you know, but give it a try. It's pretty fun. And it's also really hard. So be patient with yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think, but I think it's rewarding, right? Like being able to go to another country and speak another language. It's so rewarding. It is. I will say, like, make sure that you are okay. Like, don't be afraid of making mistakes. And I've been in situations where like I've tried to speak another language and people have just like laughed in my face and like, you know, like just, you just got to keep, you know, don't let that get to you. So like you have to put yourself in situations where you, you use the freaking language. Cause if you don't, you're not going to ever really learn it. Just mess up and you know, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. No, I really, really like that piece of advice because I think that's what makes me hesitant to speak Chinese. Because I remember, um, so these were there last semester. We I did a study group with these two amazing um, Chinese girls and stuff like that, and they, they're from China, so they were they were speaking Chinese back and forth. And I would, you know, say try to say a few things, and like they didn't, they, sometimes they didn't understand what I was saying. They, they weren't mean about it. But sometimes they didn't understand. And I was like, that's what I am just. I'm just so much more confident in English, right? And so. But yeah, no, you're right. You, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. And like, I think this is honestly the perfect time for me to do it because my parents are home right now. I am living at home right now. And so, yeah, I really just need to bite the bullet and do it. And I mean, if people correct you, just like let them correct. Like if you say something and someone doesn't understand you, just be like, I'm trying to say this. Like, how can I say this in a good way? Like that's, I don't know. I tell my English students all the time. I'm like, guys, if you don't know how to say something, like, just ask. Or if you don't understand what someone says, just ask. Like, 
maybe they'll be a jerk about it. But I think a lot of times people are happy to help and happy to, like if they can see that you're trying. At least Americans. Some some cultures are kind of mean about it, but <laughs> <laughs> Germans are not. Germans can be a little bit harsh about your shitty German. <laughs> but that's okay. You just got to put yourself out there and try. Um, but okay, this is on topic, off topic. I did want to ask you, um, have you ever dreamed in German before? Uh, when I was studying it full time, I would, but now of course we, we live in Alabama. I don't ever, ever speak German. I, I do a little bit of, I study it a little bit each week, but, um, I've, I've really, really lost my ability just because I don't use it. But I think, I think if I like were in a situation where I was using it, I'd pick it up pretty quickly. Right, right. Like I'd get yeah. a lot of my skill back pretty quickly. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize either is that like, because I bet if I went and spent like a summer in China, I'd probably, like you're kind of forced to use the language, you know? So I think that's why people like you would probably pick it up a lot more. And I just, I just, yeah, I have a lot of respect for people who like, for example, a lot of like international students are here at Auburn. And like with English as their second language, like just in terms of just in a perspective of I can only imagine if I was in China and I was in school, like I would, it's just so difficult, you know, to, to really navigate in your second language. So I really admire people that go to foreign countries and, you know, like immerse themselves into a whole second language. It's really cool. I did teach international students for like a long time, trying to like help them basically get ready for college and like with their English and the the students who like made an effort to make friends to go to different like community activities to join clubs they always like had a f their language ability was so much better than the students who kind of just like stayed in their own little like only hung out with people from their country and stuff like that and really only used english in class um so whatever culture you're in just like throw yourself in it give it a try it's intim I mean, it's super intimidating, but like, you know, it's literally my job to tell people like, get over it, put yourself out there, do it. So you just have to do it, man. It's part of it. Yes. To relate it back to the science of well-being. Um, so there's like, they talk about things that really make you happy, right? Like, so I've said that, you know, perfect body, true love, lots of money, technically like or not technically, but research has shown that doesn't make you as happy as you think it's going to make you as happy. But things that do make you happy are, um, you know, like being kind or, uh, or you know, social connection, like surprisingly, um, all these things that you don't necessarily think of as making you happy will actually make you happy. But I will say another thing that they said that might make you happy is sort of increasing flow. And so what, what is flow, right? Flow, so flow is like the mental state in which a person performing an activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement and enjoyment, AKA like some people call it like the zone, right? Like athletes get in the zone. And so apparently like getting, so finding an activity that is high in skill level as well as high in challenge level can actually make you a lot happier. Like, like a lot of people when they, when they're surveyed, they're like, okay, what, what do you think is going to make you happy? And they're thinking like off time, binge watching Netflix, not necessarily, but in actuality, you think that's true. But um, when you're actually in an activity that gives you a lot of 
like when you're in the zone, that actually really does make you a lot more happier than vegging out, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's why I'm just like, even though like learning a language can be really, really difficult, I think that is an, an activity that could potentially get you in that flow zone. Oh know? yeah. I think learning any, anything, like any subject or any new skill, if you like really dedicate time to it, like I know, for example, now I, I mostly teach like adult education, just like uh, people in the community who want to improve their English. It's just like free classes. Um, and a lot of them come to class and they just say like, I don't know what I would do. Like maybe their husband works or their wife works and they don't and they're just kind of at home and they're like, they want that feeling of stability and like education. And like you say, like putting that, putting that effort into something and yeah, I think a lot of them find a lot of fulfillment from like taking a class every day. And I think like we all we all could do something similar. I think that is so touching, honestly. Didn't you say you had like a grandma? Like, wasn't she like a Korean grandma that was in one of your classes? I can't remember if that was the person, but I remember you saying someone really old was in your class. I have like, I mean, I have several students who are like in their 60s um, from men and women from all over South America, Korea, stuff like that. And they are so fun. They're very wise, you know, like they, they're older, they have so much experience, but I also have like really, really, like I have like 18 year olds in my class. So it's really funny to watch, uh, watch everybody interact from all different countries, all different age groups. It's a, it's a super fun group. Yeah. Um, so I just, I can't stop talking about the science of well-being. I'm sorry. It's like changed my life. Yeah. There's a lot about it. It seems yeah, it's really interesting because they talk about because it was it was geared towards um, college students, right? So they talk about a lot of them want good grades. That's like sort of a, a thing that they think will make them happy, right? And they found out that that's not necessarily true. Um, like or and also vice versa. If you get a bad grade, people think that you're going to be so depressed after you're going to it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. It really doesn't. You know what I mean? Like you're you're it doesn't change. But like I think it's really interesting that you're like currently teaching adults versus um when you're teaching college students, right? Because there's these two um mindsets that they talk about where there you have like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. So a fixed mindset, they really focus on grades and performance. Um and where whereas a growth mindset focuses on learning, not outcomes. And so they did this study where they, you know, they asked people questions to figure out if they had a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And then they um, put like a little head cappy thing. I don't know what the scientific term for it, but they, they measured their brain waves, right? When they were doing complex, complex problems. And so the study was where they would make them solve a complex problem. And then, you know, then the, there'll be a screen that says true, like correct or not correct. And then afterward, they do like a little screen where it shows you how to get the correct answer. Right. And so um, and so people with the fixed mindset, their brain activity went more seeing the correct or false screen. Right. Whereas the growth mindset, their brain cells were active looking at the answer. And at the end, they did a surprise. OK, let's do a retest. Let's see how much you actually learned. And not surprisingly, those with the growth mindset actually performed better. So when you don't focus on grades and you focus more on learning and outcomes, then you kind of, you tend to get better grades, which I think is really interesting. So I remember talking in the past with you that you, you know, you had struggled with a lot of college students who just wanted to focus on the grade. They didn't necessarily focus on the learning part. Um, and it's kind of funny that that's the case. Cause like if they just would have focused on the learning, they probably would have made better grades, you know? 
100%. Yeah. Um, I think too, though, it's really important to have like low risk, uh, to be able to learn things in low risk uh, situations. Like for example, the classes I teach now, we pretty much like, we don't do any grading. It's nothing's for a grade. It's like I say, it's just a free class. You come when you can. Um, And so like, but that's a low risk environment. The students, if they don't do an assignment or if they don't understand something, it's not like they're going to fail. They just, they can, they'll just learn, they just keep trying. Right. So it's important too, to sometimes not even, uh, have those types of labels. I mean, of course, in a college situation, like you have to have pass and fail and stuff like that. But if we as individuals like put ourselves in these low risk situations where we're just taking a class for fun, for example, we might end up learning more, you know? I completely agree. And that's sort of what they were talking about as well in the lecture is that like this whole, like, of course, like you said, you need grades for college, whatever, whatever, but they've, you know, it's sort of, they've come to realize that that definitely does stifle the joy and the happiness that comes from learning. Cause right. You're only thinking about that end goal, that objective. And so, you know, it's, an, it's funny cause um, in class we had, we have a professional development class and one of our tasks was to um, write a persuasive speech and like present it to the class. Right. And it's funny. We had to do it over zoom cause obviously, you know, classes got canceled and everything's remote now, but one, one student, shout out Houston. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but he did one where he tried to argue that grades weren't necessary, you know, that there's no point in doing grading. And I think there is some, a, a seed of truth in that, but obviously like that's not going to happen. There's no way that our entire learning system is going to revert to no grades. I don't think that's possible you know that there has to be benchmarks right but I think if you personally yeah if you personally have the mindset that grades isn't necessarily the goal it's more of just learning I think it I think it will make you a happier person because I remember I was so worried about grades I have always been worried about grades I think that's just like kind of the Asian mentality of me like that's just kind of instilled in me but I really am and I really want to take this next fall semester, just to focus on the learning and not to focus on the grades. And I'll let you guys know how uh, how it how it turns out. If I am uh, a less stressed, happier person that gets better grades, we'll see. It's a good experiment. I mean, I definitely there's definitely like how do I want to say like in a rewards based system, whether it's grades or like whatever. There's definitely something about that that's like really satisfying. Like I can remember in like in grad school, I got like all A's my first semester. And I'm, and I'm, I've, I'm definitely academically motivated, but I'm never someone who's like, oh, I've got to have all A's. Like a B or a C doesn't like spiral me into depression, (laughs) you know, like I'm pretty okay with that. Um, But I got all A's like my first semester. And then I was like, oh shit, I want to graduate with a 4.0. And like I did. So, oh, congrats. Thanks. But also like I was insanely like I was so interested in what I was doing. And like, I think a lot of my motivation came from like, I want to impress my professors and like my classmates, not necessarily with the grade, but with like my essays and my research and like stuff like that. So I don't know grades. uh, But I do remember like what a good feeling that was, you know. So it's like, hmm. They're definitely, I can't, it's hard to know. Do they help? Do they help or do they hurt? Do they motivate or do they like 
and probably both if we look at the research, you know, <laughs> if we went into it, it's probably different impacts in different situations. Well, I think it just depends on the mindset you have, right? True. Like if you have more of a fixed mindset than like grades. And I, I agree. Like, cause like whenever I get the A or get the whatever, like I, I do feel this boost of happiness, right? But it's interesting because, um, cause I feel like with a fixed mindset, you're just like, okay, there's just certain things I'm not going to be good at no matter what. But sort of this growth mindset is like, well, actually, you know, intelligence, you know, can be trained and like the most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. And I think that is, there is some truth in that where, yeah. Are there things in life that you feel like there's no way you'll ever be able to learn? Like, I don't know, like physics or something. To me, I don't think about it as like, there's no way. I think if you put enough time and effort into anything, you can learn it or you can, you know, get to know it. However, so I do agree with the idea of like, if you, if it's something you don't understand or that you're not good at with enough effort and enough like trying to understand it, you can definitely like master that. However, I do also think we're, we are like naturally inclined to certain subjects and not as good, not as strong in other subjects, just kind of like, maybe not inherently, like maybe it is kind of shaped by society or whatever, but yeah, like I've always drifted towards like languages and the arts and history and social sciences, like liberal arts. And I have just never been good at math. I've tried so hard to be like a good, good at math and science and stuff like that. And my, it's just like, I don't know, man, I've like, I've gotten tutors. I've done all kinds of stuff. My brain just doesn't work that way. But if you ask me to like compile data about linguistics or something that I'm interested in, like somehow I can like figure that out. I don't know. I agree to certain extent because I agree. Like I, um, I'm pretty bad at math as well. Um, and so like, I, I've always had the mindset of like, oh, I'm never going to be good at this. And it's not like I haven't tried, right. It's not that like I haven't tried. I've tried desperately to be good at it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, tr- yeah. Cause I, I've definitely like grown up with a fixed mindset, but I want to try to grow up more with a, as a 25 year old with more of a growth mindset and see what happens. I mean, like I said, with enough effort, with enough effort and the right, uh, the right assistance and the right methods of learning you, I mean, you can learn anything. I truly like, I think that for anyone, I mean, situations don't always allow for that, but like with the right environment and the right help and the right, like, materials like you can learn anything man okay and that was the episode we ended up recording over an hour and a half of audio so obviously i'm gonna have to split this podcast into a few different episodes which is why this ending is a bit abrupt i'm literally recording this outro the next day um but yeah i really really hope that you enjoyed this episode i'm back and you're going to get more content soon. So as always, love y'all. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a daisy-ish day. Girl.